1: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland.
0: And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice, on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6, so we are well into this show. We've been talking about the Parkland shooting and the many agenda items that are served by mass shooting events. And uh, not least of which, of course, always is gun control, which has a lot of... um, I think it's used not only... I, I think we had a caller earlier, James, who said they want the guns because they want control. I I think that's for sure true, and I also think they use this issue to really divide us intensely. It's a very emotional issue. So we've talked a lot about that, I've taken some calls, but now, if you listen to my show, you know I almost never have guests. I only have a guest if I have a serious local issue that I think uh, a local person can help illuminate. Uh, the nuances of or give us some information. So today I have on the show Jerry Henry, the executive director of Georgia Carey. Uh, Jerry, hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Hi, Jerry. Um, Hi. So... I want to thank
1: thank you for having me on. I think it's it's a real honor for me to be uh, selected by you to be on your program because I know you don't have... Guest on, and I just hope I can do a decent enough job that you will have another guest on <laughs> in the
0: future. <laughs> I'm sure you're just what I'm looking for because I'm interested uh in your perspective as someone who immerses himself, spends really some of your life's work on this issue, without some of the controversy that the national players have. Plus, you have a perspective that's. More relevant to our listeners here in Georgia, so can you tell us a little bit about your organization and your role in it?
1: Well, uh, Georgia Carry is uh, about ten years old. We started off with six people and uh, went upwards of about uh, eight thousand people. Um, we're it's twenty dollars a year. We say it's the best twenty dollars a year you can spend for your gun rights. We started off in uh, in about two thousand six. Our uh, We became an official organization in 2007, and we, at the time we started off, and a lot of people find this hard to believe, but when we started off, we sat down and looked at at all of the gun laws throughout all the states in the United States. Most people think that Georgia wasn't in too bad a shape, but there are also... uh, they're also surprised to find out that we were about number 43 or 44 worst state in the union for gun rights.
0: Because. Really? That is shocking. Yes,
1: ma'am. Well, we had what was called a public gathering that was uh, put into law back with the Jim Crow laws uh, in 1870 that said you, could not, uh, you cannot carry to or while at a public gathering, which consists of but is not limited to churches, bars, sporting events, political rallies, and government buildings. So you couldn't carry, if you were headed to church, you couldn't even carry a gun to church. It was against law for you to carry two or while at. So uh, we had more places off limits as a result than even California and uh, some of the more liberal states.
0: Wow, and nobody we noticed? Did,
1: uh, well, people noticed, but I don't know whether anybody cared or not. Yeah. We just when What happened was uh, uh, a guy who was a policeman, who had been a policeman for 14 years, um and gave up being a policeman to become a lawyer uh, and have a child. His wife wanted him to, to not be a policeman because she thought it was too dangerous for him. And uh, so he promised he would give up his badge when the, his child was born. And then when he did, he started looking at where he couldn't carry, because he had always carried as a lawman, because they're exempt. They can basically carry where they want to. And he realized how bad it was, and he got on to a, a gun for him with, several like-minded people, and we said we needed to change this. In fact, uh, talking about, we not only had the public gathering law, but also until July the 1st of 2008, it was a felony for you to carry a firearm within a reasonable distance of a bus stop. Well, that's everywhere, right? what a reasonable, yeah that's right. mean, that's... You tell me what a reasonable distance is. And these were some of the things that we, we had. The laws were vague. They're still scattered out throughout the, the uh, code sections. Uh, most of them are in one section, but they're still scattered out, and we find them from time to time, and we go back and try to get them uh, well, I think, or, or I think people don't,
0: don't necessarily understand what an impact this can have. One of my favorite clips uh, is Susanna Gratia-Hupp. Are you familiar with when she, mm-hmm. you know she is? She I know was, her. Oh, you know I her know personally?
1: Her. Yes.
0: Oh, I'm a she huge a
1: fan. She was one of our speakers down here. Oh. Uh, and we may have her back sometime. She is a lady that uh you know, I'm originally from Texas and she's uh she's actually from Colorado but was raised in Texas. She was born in Colorado. And when we met and started talking on the phone, we just we just became instant friends and that's kind of the way she is. You Well, if she, she ever comes back, warm person. Let she me is, know is and real. I'll promote
0: it. You know, I'll promote it on I'll the show.
1: It. I'll do it. But, but I wanna tell people so they know who person.
0: who she is, is that she both of her parents were killed in front of her in the Lubies Massacre in Texas in the nineties and she had right. a gun. But she was not allowed because of one of these laws to carry that gun. And as she sat there watching her parents die, she realized it was a legislator. It was a direct result of this legislation. And then she went to Congress right. and made such a fantastic speech. And Chuck Schumer, boy, I, anytime anyone says oh, Chuck yeah. Schumer, <laughs> go look at his face, giving her a drop-dead look as she says, you're the problem, buddy. And she right, was young. Right. It was so yeah, she, impressive. Yeah, actually, so,
1: actually, what she said was for the Second Amendment was not to protect you from us guys out here. It's to protect us guys up here from you.
0: Yeah, and, and she wasn't. He her really parents. Yeah.
1: Yeah, She. I think she was 25 or
0: Oh, or she was so, so young.
1: Half, she was very young. And then she went on to become uh, a legislator in Texas and became the driving force for getting the control laws in Texas to where you could carry into the location that you could carry. In.
0: Yeah, I uh, love her. Went- Every— Every year on the anniversary yeah. of the Luby's massacre, I publish mm-hmm. on my blog and promote her that fantastic, like, just just a five-minute clip. I just did what? it recently. It was just recently. So anyone wants to go to PropagandaReportDaily.com to see that clip? It was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you, what are you afraid of? Like, right now, I see all these... Um, there's a lot of rallying for gun legislation on the national level and all that kind of stuff. What would you say is the thing that you're most worried about as far as changes in, in the law right now? Well,
1: you, you asked me what I was afraid of. I was getting ready to tell you nothing. I got a gun, but
0: yeah, uh, oh yeah, exactly. But they what if they, <laughs> I, I, I'm,
1: I'm concerned about a couple of things. Um, uh, one of them is the, uh, and the, the NRA has just come out and, and, uh, favor of it, and that's the gun violence um, restraining orders. Where, like you were talking about uh, Israel, uh, sheriff Israel down there wants to be able to just go get somebody's gun and uh, have a or have a brother call or somebody in the family call and say this guy's dangerous, so they go arrest him, take the guns, and, and put him in a in a mental institution to, because somebody said he was he was crazy. I don't like those at all because one of the things that we fight for not only gun rights but we also fight due process there's a lot of, of laws that come through the uh, general assembly here uh especially with domestic violence and uh things of that nature and any kind of mental health issues that come through that try to take away your your due process
0: that's actually laws, Jerry that's really my hot country. button as well yeah. is that well, uh not. the due due process they can get the second amendment away if they can take the fifth amendment away first
1: that's correct you're exactly right and and some of the bills that that we've seen pass or not passed but brought up some of the bills we fought in theory we're we're not against them we're not against throwing somebody in jail for domestic violence i mean we're not against there's nothing in my opinion there might be one one thing that'd be a child beater or something but there's one of the worst things in the world as far as i'm concerned is a, a man who wants to beat his wife or his girlfriend that's you know, I was raised by by a father who's, who who <laughs> drilled it in me under no circumstances do you ever hit a woman or a girl.
0: Yeah, it's cowardly. A female,
1: you do not hit them. And I I can remember when I was a kid saying, "Well, what if she hits me
0: first? <laughs> no, you, no, You cannot no, no, hit her no.
1: back. She is not to be hit. And that's matter of fact. When OJ Simpson was arrested, I, somebody asked me what I thought, and I said he never knew my daddy, or he had known not to do that. Yeah, uh, it was. It's just. Like I said, the laws we're not against, but when you start trying to do a way due process, we get really upset about that. Well, and yeah. We fight as much. We fight almost as much due process as we do gun laws.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah. I did not realize so, that, and that is people don't focus on that as much. And I actually thought when I was doing this show, I was like, I oh, hope Jerry gets it that when I talk about due process, I, I don't mean that the Second Amendment isn't the most important amendment, but without due process, you got none of them. You got none of the amendments well, because— they can the if it's an anonymous tip and there's no um adjudication what? process what? the cops can do it to you themselves and no one would know.
1: That's correct. and Well, you know, same thing with the no-fly uh, no list. You know, a couple of years ago or a year or so ago, that was real popular. If you're on a no-fly list, you should not be able to buy a sign.
0: I was on and a no-fly list because I had the same name as some drug dealer someplace. I used to miss mm-hmm. my planes. They weren't even allowed to tell me I was on it. Somebody secretly whispered to me, I don't think you're this lady. If you got a middle name or something figure it out and i did and uh and i mm-hmm. you know put my full name on there and i didn't have any problems i gotta take a quick break jerry uh you can hang sure. on i hope
1: oh yes I'm hang here on for duration
0: all right i want to uh pick your brain this is monica okay. perez i may even um open it up to calls but let's i'll feel you out about that after the break monica perez wow that was intense on news 955 5 and am 750 wsb have 73, tomorrow's high, also 73. Weekend weather's brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air, and I have a weekend prize pack for you. A family four-pack of tickets to an Atlanta Gladiators home game at Infinite Energy Arena, and a four-pack of tickets to the Spring Atlanta Home Show, March 23rd to the 25th at the Gob- Cobb Galleria Center. First to call 404-7410-750 gets that. And uh, right now, uh, I have a, maybe once a year... I have, on average, a guest. I have a guest, Jerry Henry, the executive director of Georgia Carry. We only have a short little segment here, Jerry. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to touch bases with you. If you can give people something to think about over the next break, what is the... Um, you were saying before the break that the restraining order was one of your hot buttons. And I, and I noticed right. that Oregon passed a law. I don't know if you know that a, a law passed in Oregon... Um, the past week or two, that said it banned people convicted of stalking and domestic violence or under restraining orders right. from buying or owning firearms and ammunition. Is that the kind of thing you're you're talking about?
1: Well, that plus the one that they did in Florida. They just passed one in Florida that says that the uh, the law can basically a law officer can basically uh, take your firearms uh, your guns away as well uh, With, if somebody reports like we were talking about before. If the neighbor the, or
0: but it can be anonymous, member, right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So in my mind, uh, no, an anonymous report, if you're going to give the authority and there's no way, no recourse, no way to defend yourself, right. you, you can't prevent that from being abused. It will no. be abused.
1: It will be abused. And, and it bothers me because half the people I know think I'm crazy. I
0: mean, <laughs> all of the... Hey, man. Well, all of the... All you got to the, be...
1: The gun, all it, of the gun uh, prohibitionists think I'm crazy.
0: That's... So why, wouldn't yeah. they,
1: why wouldn't they do that? You know?
0: That's actually my problem, Jerry, with with a lot of these things that happened in Florida. After this break, um, i got to take a quick break, but after this break, I want to talk a little bit more about that Florida law because a lot of it's about mental health screening and all these kind of things, and to me... Uh, They often qualify political viewpoints that are are outside um, the kind of politically correct viewpoint as as crazy. So let's talk a little bit about that after the break. Hopefully, Jerry will uh, take some calls, 800-WSB-TALK. I would
1: be more than happy to. That
0: would be great. Or we can tweet at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Yeah,
1: well, you know, that's just like
0: uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB. Another part of the conservative moral worldview is adults over children. And maybe that explains why Republicans don't really care about a bunch of kids getting killed in in mass shootings. This is Monica Perez. That was Gil Duran. He used to be communications director for Dianne Feinstein. I have another clip of him saying uh, no amount of carnage will cause Republicans to act. Mass murder isn't a bug of Republican gun policy. It's the main feature. <laughs> so I have on uh, uh, with a couple of people. My producer, Binkley, here um, helps me with this stuff. He pulls these clips. Uh, we have gotten a lot of um this kind of propaganda recently. I also have as a special guest on the air on the line, um, Jerry Henry, the executive director of Georgia carry a gun rights organization here in Georgia. And we were just talking about before the break, how anonymous reporting and, and then um, that classifying you as a mental health risk and that in itself being enough to get you to take your guns away is really, that means there's no due process at all. And, and so, some people think that it's just a if you if your mind is wrong on gun control, that just makes you crazy. I mean that would warrant the anonymous tip right
1: that's correct exactly I mean that if, all you have to do is watch some of the social media and that's what people say on there you know so you know that if they can figure out where you live uh and I don't hide where I live so Uh, What's going to keep them from coming after me?
0: Yeah. And that quote, that clip that we just heard, that guy was saying, and this is just like so crazy, that that Republicans don't care if children get shot. I mean, that I I don't even want to say it out of my mouth because it's so provocative and horrible. But that's what these people are spouting. And it portrays anyone who doesn't think like them as being de facto uh, mentally deranged. And since That's there's correct. no due process, how do you defend yourself?
1: That's right. And, and you put yourself at their mercy because it, the, the decision and the definition of mentally ill belongs to the government. Totally not subjective. Some trained, yeah, not some trained person who has spent an awful lot of time trying to learn how to really uh, determine who does have mental problems and who doesn't have mental problems. It's some judge that says, well, he's got a gun. I don't want him. Or, he drives cars fast. I don't want anybody crazy if they drive cars fast nowadays. So, you know, it, it's just open to too many things for that to, for and, us to allow that to happen.
0: And actually, even if you had a trained specialist in determining it, in my observation, if there, if, If the government is employing that person, the person the government will turn to when they need an expert is the one that's going to promote the agenda the government wants to promote, which is they have all the guns. Nobody's talking about taking any of these guns away from government agents. And Kate Steinle was killed by a government agent's gun. I mean, they, they, they don't break out the stats. Have you ever seen the stats broken out of how many of the um deaths they say they're going to prevent are committed by guns that won't would not go away even with total gun control do you ever i never see it broken out like that
1: well for the most part you you see it from uh from gun rights groups uh because those guns obviously wouldn't would not have um if they were in the hands of law-abiding citizens they wouldn't have done anything and that's part of the problem with this they don't want to take the guns from the guys who actually do it they want to take guns from the people who are not about to do it and that's all the laws are are going to affect are people like me and you who wouldn't think of of going down and and killing anybody to begin with
0: and the statistics people that it will affect the statistics yeah i always say that the the criminals and the government who do almost all of the killing as it is all all of the unjustified killing are done simply by governments and criminals those are not the groups that would would have their guns taken away and then when you look at the law abiding citizens the statistics about them they prevent crime they have fewer accidents they're more accurate they don't get innocent bystanders killed at the same rate it's they know who should be on their property and who shouldn't it's just the statistics overwhelmingly say that is the safest gun owning group
1: sure it does and, you know, there's one other school shooting that, that nobody really wants to talk too much about, but I remember it back in my earlier days. I was in the military back at the time, a place called Kent State. And that was the Kent four State? dead
0: at the hand of the military, right?
1: That's correct. The National Guard went in there and, and killed those kids. But they don't talk about that. That's something that we just throw in the past because that's not that's not the people we're after. We're after Firearms. And the other thing is, they're going after um, they're going after AR-15s and AK-47s, et cetera. More people are killed every year in this country by strangulation, fists, feet, hammers, and I mean those individually, than there are with all the long rifles. Uh, with all long rifles, we're talking about four or five hundred people a year maximum. That are killed with long guns, and that includes shotguns, bolt-action rifles, semi-automatic rifles, etc.
0: And why is that the gun they're after, then?
1: Well, because it, uh, it looks ugly. They think it, they, if you start talking about them, they start saying it's military-style weapons.
0: See, I have a theory, they Jerry.
1: Off with the, they started off with the, using the assault weapon. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. My hand is an assault weapon. Basically, my mouth is, because you can verbally assault somebody. So anything you can use to assault somebody with is an assault weapon. There's no definition for assault weapon. That was brought up by the – that was uh, uh, introduced by the gun prohibitionists because they said if they say it long enough, it'll sound bad, and people will get tired of it, and it'll be easier to ban the gun when they get to that point.
0: See, I think – I think the agenda, I have to say, is slightly more sinister in that if you look at the what Susanna Gratia Hupp says about what the purpose of the Second Amendment is, it's to protect us from them. If you look at what they're after, they're after long guns. They're also after body armor. I would say they're only only after the stuff that could actually prevent. Could actually provide resistance. I call it resistance-grade weaponry. Whereas the handguns would just give them an excuse to mow you down. They don't care about that. And the handguns are the ones where crimes are committed.
1: That's correct. That's where the majority of the the guns are. For the majority of the hom- homicides are committed. It's where the who does most of the shootings. Even the school shootings. Most of those have been done by handguns.
0: I actually but, wonder. You're, you're
1: probably right. I, I you <laughs> know I really hadn't given that much thought to it as as far as. Uh, as it would give us, a, it would give them an upper hand. But the thing of it is, in reality, there are three hundred fifty four hundred million guns in this country. There is no way they're going to get them all. I don't care what they do; it will not happen. And people are not going to, you know, we're not going to. They can say, "Well, we ought to do like Australia did. Australia had a buyback." Well, I don't know how you have a buyback because the government never owned it to begin with, but. Uh, if we went down and turned our guns in, this would be a safe country. That's BS, because the only people that would ever go down and turn their guns in are the people that weren't going to use them for bad purposes to begin with.
0: Do you have any idea how many government-issued guns there are? That $350 million is all civilian? That's correct. But do, do you think that—you um, know, I'm just curious to know. Of all the police forces, there's there's tens of thousands, if not I think hundreds of thousands— or and millions if you include service members uh, who have guns that we're not we're not even talking about getting and many of those get stolen every year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah.
1: Like Yeah. Sure. It doesn't solve sure. the problem.
0: Even if they got all those guns, it wouldn't solve the no.
1: problem. No, no. Well and the other thing is if you if you go back and, and look at prohibition, you know, we had a prohibition against liquor. Did the drinking go down? No. It just made another market for somebody to go in and bootleg and still sell liquor. And the same thing would happen with firearms. Yeah. Could do if, and then actually it would create a firearms, market
0: for stealing.
1: That's correct. There would be a black market for firearms, and you would still be able to get just as many firearms as you can. I mean, they're talking about prohibiting people from buying firearms. There's a ton of people that are prohibited right now from buying firearms, but they still get them because they're prohibited from buying legally. They're not prohibited from stealing them if they don't get caught. They're not prohibited from stealing or buying them off the black market. And I will tell you that uh, the director of the GBI said two years ago on a, a television program on uh, Channel Forty Six that every year they confiscate somewhere in the neighborhood of forty-eight hundred firearms from people who are prohibited from owning them, just in the state of Georgia. Really. Yes, ma'am.
0: Uh, I have a question for you.
1: Okay. Well, I'll try to answer it.
0: Okay. Do uh, You don't have to answer if you're not comfortable, but I wonder what you think of the NRA. Are you 100% happy with them? They certainly generate a lot of heat.
1: Well, <clears throat> the NRA and Georgia Kerry didn't get along for a long time. We They were one of our biggest enemies when back in the 2008 10 and 12 even, we finally uh, got peace with them in 2014. And part of it was because of the lobbyists they had. They got a new guy in here, and we sat down and talked and discussed that. It was a whole lot better for us to work together than it was to fight each other because we could accomplish a whole lot more. But uh, for the most part, um, we have our bill. If they want a bill, they, they have it. If they like our bill, they're more than welcome to support it. But most of the firearm bill that you're going to see going through here is going to be by the by Georgia Carey. The NRA has wishy-washed on numerous occasions. They, and in fact, they were not set up to be a Second Amendment group. They were set up as a rifle group to teach people how to shoot rifles and, and how to hit the targets. Because they look back after the Civil War and realize that there were tons of bullets that were shot that never hit anybody, and realize that that the, the soldiers even we're not getting proper training so they started off training people shooting on how to shoot and how to do it efficiently and then they got into the second amendment later but if you go back and look in 1934 the the uh, gun act of uh, 1934 that did away with uh, uh, machine guns that was pushed by the nra an awful lot of the the Infringements that we have right now have been pushed by the NRA. Well, you'd they have to buy either.
0: a lot more guns if you if you had one machine gun, you wouldn't have to buy so many other guns. Maybe, maybe well, that's why they want to get rid of. Them. I always well, wonder that with them. Like they, they don't want magazines, why? So then you have to carry a bunch of guns around that are loaded already.
1: Well, the uh, you don't you don't normally carry around a machine gun. I don't easily, know. But, I'm
0: uh, <laughs> I'm a girl well, from New normal, York. I'm from Brooklyn. Normal. Come on, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I can't that's right, yeah. Oh, you you moved out here to the free world. It, it exactly. Well, I thought so. <laughs> well, there's like I said, they have uh, they have gone after a lot of things. In fact, um, I would say about 15 years ago, they did not want guns on campuses. They didn't think that that campuses were the place for firearms. Now they're pushing firearms on campus. Uh, they didn't want concealed carry. Now they're pushing concealed carry. You know, they they. They are in reality, they're a big money making lobbyist group, as far as I'm concerned if they if they did their work down here in Georgia, if they were doing their work in two thousand and five and six and seven, there would not be a Georgia Kerry
0: that's very interesting i Jerry, I would love to pick your brain on all these <laughs> subjects. I'll have to have you back, and if you get Susanna Gratia up in town, let me know so I can tell people they will want to go. Listen to her. Anybody who listens to my show knows who she is. So
1: Oh she she's a wonderful lady. Oh, she really she is. is. She doesn't oh. she doesn't do as much as she used to she doesn't travel as much as she used to, uh because she's uh, she's not as young as she used to be. Like none of us are. She's still a young lady, at least in my eyes, because and everybody's younger than I am, I think. But uh she's uh she doesn't do as much now. She has um in fact uh you know we're into therapeutic riding, and so is she. Uh, oh, she yes. Have a, yeah.
0: You have invited us because my son so. has Down syndrome and he does therapeutic writing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I've got to, uh, I've got a break, Jerry. I absolutely loved talking to you. Thank you so much. Let's stay in touch. And anybody who wants to, do you, have, do you use Twitter or if people want to contact you or ask you questions, can you do a little well, Twitter I- after the show?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, my uh, email address is on, on georgiacarry.org. And, and people Twitter can tweet
0: is, at georgiacarry. I noticed that. So there is somebody yeah, manning.
1: Well, well, also, I uh, mine is uh, at Got Your Back 64 G-O-T-U-R-B-A-C-K-64. All
0: right, we'll tweet that after the break. Thank you so much, Jerry, and I hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Well, me too. I enjoyed it very much, and thank you for having me on. All
0: right, and if anybody uh, wants to hear... That in its entirety, you can, we'll post the podcast in a few days at PropagandaReportDaily.com. And I have a couple of announcements after the break, so stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's
1: a madhouse! A madhouse!
0: On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Showers and thunderstorms with a high of 73 forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change, so stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I want to thank my guest, Jerry Henry, which I didn't want to embarrass him, but he is related to my favorite founder, Patrick Henry. It was like star power. Wow. (laughs) I know, I know. I just am overwhelmed. And he knows Susanna Grazia Hump. I don't even... I just, I'm overwhelmed. It's, it's too much. But I want to tell people that tomorrow, Alternative Baseball Organization has its opening day, 2 p.m., and UMC Church Field on Macklin Road in Powder Springs, starring players with autism and other special needs, which is close to my heart, maybe yours too. Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is Monica Perez. Be back next week, 3 to 6 on Saturday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.